This episode of the Coin Week podcast is brought to you by PCGS. As the year wraps up, be sure to take advantage of the PCGS quarterly grading special, where you get free secure service when you select the TrueView option with your orders. Visit www.pcgs.com to learn more. No matter what our next guest says, some of our listeners will never believe that America's gold is actually at Fort Knox, or whatever it is locked away at the ultra-secure facility is actually gold. Edmund C. Moy served as the United States Mint Director from 2006 to 2011. A businessman and public servant, Moy is serious, smart, and continues to be engaged in the numismatic community, writing numismatic books and building relationships with new generations of collectors. We talk to Ed about Fort Knox next on the Coin Week Podcast. Hi, Ed. Thanks for joining me on the Coin Week Podcast. Charles, good to be with you. Thanks for asking me to be uh, on this podcast with you. In light of the recent, albeit controversial, trip that current Secretary of the Treasury Steve Mnuchin took to Fort Knox and the myriad news stories about the gold held there, I thought I would reach out to one of the few men I know who have actual firsthand knowledge of the site that holds the majority of America's gold reserves, and that person is you. Yeah, but, there's actually been very, very few of us that have been there other than the employees who work there. So uh, you visited Fort Knox uh, when you were the director of the United States Mint. Uh, I wanted to first ask you, how did that trip come about? The director of the United States Mint has authority over the U.S. Bullion Depository, which is located in Fort Knox. So that is one of the responsibilities of the mint director. Uh, so all the mint directors that I'm aware of have at least made one trip there just to check it out uh, as part of their responsibility, but also there's some natural curiosity among us who are mint directors. Uh, not only does that report to us, but we want to we see it because of all the uh, stories and uh, mystery that surrounds it. Uh, I took it a little bit more seriously. Uh, you know, the um, the employees that work at Fort Knox uh, have very hard duty. It's almost like being in a submarine. Uh, we uh, want, uh, you know, once you get into that facility, uh, because of all the security, it's hard to get in and out. So it's not like you can uh, leave uh, during lunchtime of, of, or for lunch. Uh, so it's not your typical facility. And because our employees, uh, when they have duty there, uh, serve a long period, longer periods of time. Uh, you know, I really wanted to make them feel connected uh, to the rest of the United States Mint and that their opinion is important. And so, when I became Mint director, it was important for me to not only visit Fort Knox, but to spend time with all the employees. So I held um, uh, uh, listening times, uh, you know, uh, employee group sessions where they could uh, give me feedback. And I did that at least once a year during uh, my five years as Mint Director. One of the things that people not familiar with the way the mint industry works is that, you know, all of America's gold, you know, that the government owns is not held at Fort Knox. 
not only does the United States handle a tremendous amount of bullion, gold, silver, platinum, and now palladium, uh, but the United States also stores large quantities of gold at other mint facilities as well. Uh, that's correct. Uh, so uh, there's roughly uh, 8,100 tons of gold uh, that is in the U.S. government's gold reserves. And uh, the majority of that, just slightly over the majority of that, is stored at Fort Knox, and the rest of it is stored at the West Point Mint and the um, and the Denver Mint. And so between those three facilities, uh, you have uh, almost 100% of our gold reserves. We have just a really little bit stored at the uh, New York Fed's um, underground vaults, uh, but that really doesn't amount to more than a couple tons. Uh, but, but the vast majority is at Fort Knox, and the rest of it is split between two other med facilities. What is it like to see gold in such an industrial scale? Yeah, you know, I, I bring this up because last year I had the chance to uh, see the gold on hand at the Austrian Mint in Vienna. Uh, which came in the form uh, not only of boxes of uh, coins, but um, also in the form of two one-ton pure gold coin strips. You know, and, and the strip was being lifted by a crane and, and spooled out and turned into planchets. And, and I don't think that there's anything that can really prepare you for seeing that amount of gold and, and not being impressed about it. I, I can't imagine what seeing the uh, Fort Knox gold would be like must have been magnitudes more impressive. Yes, it is pretty amazing. Uh, that is a lot of gold. And just to give it perspective, the United States uh, gold reserves of uh, roughly 8,100 uh, tons is about two and a half times the size of the next largest country's gold reserves. And so uh, by any uh, measure, it is a lot of gold uh, in in these places. And so, um, you know, obviously it's just amazing to see, uh, you know, these uh, vaults uh, piled from floor to ceiling, from wall to wall, just packed uh, with gold bars. And so uh, th that is really an amazing sight and one that I've never seen duplicated anywhere else. When you left the facility, were your uh, clothes and shoes covered in gold dust? I heard that this was the experience uh, that happened when the vaults were open to the press in the 1970s. Uh, yeah, so, um, in essence, you know, these are uh, good delivery bars. They're 400 ounces. Uh, they're already finished, uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't know about these uh, gold dust stories, but uh, my experience uh, with those uh, bars is that uh, you see them. Um, behind uh, vault doors with uh, uh, very small peepholes uh, in them so that you can view the gold. And so there's not like there's gold dust uh, flying around the facility that uh, that, uh, that cover you. Um, you know, something more analogous uh, to being around gold is at West Point. Uh, so not only does West Point hold a portion of our nation's gold reserves, but we uh, keep uh, between one and two billion dollars worth of working stock of gold. And so when the United States Mint makes 
um, uh, you know, gold, gold eagles or gold, uh, American, uh, eagle gold or American buffalo gold, uh, we usually make it out of uh, some bars that we have in storage and we send those off to fabricators to make planchets for us. And so we have a working gold room up at, uh, in West Point, uh, that, uh, if you look at my book, uh, American, uh, eagles, uh, you will see a picture of me sitting on a, basically, uh, a, a, a pile of gold, uh, bars, uh, and the room is filled with these piles of, of, of gold bars on, uh, on, you know, secure cases. So anyway, um, uh, that is where you, you, you walk up, you, you touch the bars, you put them on, uh, 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 trailers that ended up uh, transferring it from one part of the mint to the other in, in order to get those off for fabrication. So there, there you actually are mingling around with the gold. But Fort Knox, it's what we call deep storage. Uh, once they um, uh, once they get documented, uh, they get put in these uh, um, individual vaults or smaller vaults. And then they're sealed, and that's where they stay. And so it's not like you're interacting with the gold like you would at West Point. So in other words, it, it's not a physical audit, an assay of the holdings that you did. It was looking through the peephole of the door of a double-sealed vault. Well, you know, uh, yes. So when the uh, current inspector general, along with our chief financial officer of the United States Mint and the head of the uh, U.S. Mint Police, when they do their annual audits, uh, they uh, take a look at the seal uh, for each one of these smaller vaults uh, within Fort Knox and uh, determine whether the seal's been tampered with. Uh, and once you see pictures of these seals, it's very easy to uh, see if they've been tampered, and they, they have been. There's no way that you can um, uh, repair them in such a way as that uh, it shows that they haven't been tampered. And so uh, uh, the audit is basically a review of these seals. And, you know, when the gold was put um, in there, uh, um, let's see, the best way to describe it is uh, there's been a couple different uh, attempts at full audits, of which um, the last one was, I believe, under Nixon, and uh, uh, the bars were taken out, they were documented, a certain portion of them were assayed, and once they were, all, you know, once a sampling uh, confirmed that these were all um, uh, authentic gold bars that had, you know, gold in them and they weren't fake, then they seal them with these seals, and, and that's what's been audited ever since. I guess as the Mint director, seeing signs that any of the seals and the doors had been tampered with would have been a big deal. I mean, the visitor logs would have been checked, and the facility probably would have been put on lockdown over that. Correct. Correct. And so, um, you know, once uh, this um, audit was done, um, then, and they were sealed, then it's just been auditing the seals to see if they've been tampered with. Uh, there's never been a full audit where every single bar uh, in Fort Knox was assayed. 
again, a sampling of roughly 5% of the bars were assayed on a random basis to make sure that uh, all the bars uh, had gold in them. Uh, and once that was done, they were put in these individual vaults. Uh, the, each uh, serial number on the bar was documented, and they've been sealed ever since and, uh, and not tampered with. So are these like 900 fine? I mean, you, you call them good delivery bars, but what, what does that mean exactly? Are these the same fineness of the coins? They were melted down, or were they refined to a higher fineness? Yes. So uh, there are really um, two types of bars. Uh, one is good delivery, which is a 400-ounce .9999 uh, bar that's commonly used by central banks today. And uh, there are uh, bars uh, also in Fort Knox that um, ref uh, are nicknamed coin bars because when the gold that was confiscated by Roosevelt uh, in 1933, uh, those coins were um, melted down uh, a lot from the New York Assay Office. And uh, they weren't purified at the time. And so uh, those are basically... Mostly 90-10 because that's what the um, uh, gold composition of many of the uh, coins that were melted down were. And so, uh, you know, when you see a modern uh, good delivery bar, they are brilliant, uh, deep yellow, shiny gold. And when you look at a coin bar, it looks uh, um, that like they're a bit dirty. Um, and these coin bars are also unlike good delivery bars, which are kind of a trapezoid uh, kind of uh, shape. These are uh, rectangles with rounded corners. It's also alleged that Fort Knox holds a few important but controversial numismatic items as well. The 24 karat gold Sacagawea dollar pattern and more than a couple 1933 double eagles. Is this accurate? It a couple, has a couple odds and ends, but uh, by far it is the um, very small minority of uh, what's stored at Fort Knox. So are those kept in a vault similar to the uh, gold bullion, or is there some other special storage for these tiny little items? I'm not at liberty to discuss that. Fair enough. So uh, getting back to the trip, or, or the trips you took to the Fort Knox facility, is that the kind of trip that you would uh, need special clearance to do, uh, or is it something that the Mint Director has total discretion over? I'm assuming um, that this was no normal day at the office for you. Yes. So, uh, yes, I initiated that trip uh, and multiple trips uh, to Fort Knox, uh, and uh, because I am Director of the Mint and confirmed by the United States Senate, uh, and as a result, you go through uh, an FBI background check, and uh, you are eligible for certain clearances uh, when you get through with that process. Um, it is a classified facility, and so as a result, uh, no outsiders are allowed uh, for regular business uh, inside of Fort Knox. And so you have to basically be an employee that's authorized uh, to go in. And as uh, director of the Mint, I was an employee uh, of the United States Mint and authorized to go in. And so it's just a matter of uh, making the requests, and uh, the uh, U.S. Mint police uh, take a, a big lead uh, through that whole trip. Uh, 
most of the people that work at Fort Knox are part of the division of the United States Mint called the United States Mint uh, Police. Uh, there's some administrative staff, et cetera, but uh, it's basically a secured facility. And, yeah, and so uh, you make the request. Uh, your team works all the details out, and you end up uh, being uh, in front of Fort Knox, and, you, you know, you go through just like any employee would through all the clearance processes and all the security checkpoints until you're uh, let into the building. And. I, I say this for our listeners. Um, I know you, and uh, I know your impressive resume. Uh, and for anybody that doesn't know Ed Moy, Ed is a serious person with bona fide credentials and a record of private business experience and public service. But having said that, Ed, some of our listeners, or maybe some of the people who are just going to stumble into this podcast, are not going to believe a word you've said about Fort Knox. Uh, they're convinced that the gold store there is no longer there, that the ingots have been switched out or some other similar related conspiracy. And uh, nothing you or I can say will convince them of anything different. And even if we took a skeptic to the vault and showed them that the gold was real and tested it, you know, other conspiracy theorists would think that we co-opted the skeptic or that he was some sort of plant. So, so, so understanding this, why is it, do you think, that a part of our reptilian conspiratorial brain refuses to accept the fact that the government has a gold stockpile at Fort Knox and that it is true and legitimate? Yeah, you know, I, I can't answer that. Uh, you know, it's up to uh, the individuals who uh, have um, doubts or uh, think that there's some conspiracies going on. But I can tell you that as the former director of the Mint, uh, I have visited uh, Fort Knox multiple times, and um, I have seen the gold within the vaults. Uh, it was my uh, job to work with our chief financial officer through the audits uh, and uh, cooperate with the inspector general. So uh, as one of the uh, few outsiders uh, now that have actually uh, been at that facility and had all those responsibilities, I can tell you that uh, uh, that the gold is in Fort Knox. And anything else that people say that it's not there or they're fake and, and, and that type of thing, uh, you know, they haven't been there like I have. Uh, and I can vouch for what I've seen with my own eyes and experienced uh, uh, myself as well as um, the experience of the people who work closest within Fort Knox. And so uh, you know, it, it, it rings true to me, uh, but uh, there are people that will always doubt, and, uh, and they will never be able to uh, get inside of Fort Knox, nor will uh, there be any level of facts or evidence presented to them that will clear up uh, whatever doubts are in their mind. Last question for you, Ed. Um, given the current White House occupant's personal predilection for all things gold, what do you think the over-under is on President Donald J. Trump pulling his own Mnuchin maneuver and taking a trip to Fort Knox to see the gold for himself? <laughs> 
I can't speculate on that, but I do know that uh, from time to time, uh, uh, there's some questions out there. And as a result, under the uh, Nixon administration, uh, they had opened the doors to uh, a bunch of reporters from the outside, as well as uh, interested citizens and numismatists uh, and uh, and members of Congress uh, to kind of uh, uh, exhibit, you know, let people in and open a vault, uh, intentionally cut the um, uh, the seal, uh, open a vault door, allow people to uh, take a look at what's inside, etc., in order to uh, allay some of these concerns. And uh, and with uh, Secretary Mnuchin uh, uh, doing that, uh, to my knowledge, I do not believe that uh, Secretary Snow. Um, uh, uh, Hank Paulson or uh, uh, Tim uh, Tim Geithner uh, were ever in uh, the Fort Knox facility. Uh, so, uh, so you know, given that, uh, who knows? Uh, the president would be authorized uh, uh, to uh, visit Fort Knox, and so uh, if he does make that decision, I'm sure that the United States Mint will clear the way and. Uh, and President Trump will be able to uh, uh, see to his heart's content uh, what is inside Fort Knox. And I'm sure if he does that, we'll all hear about it on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for stopping by, Ed, and uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, most importantly, thank you for all the hard work you've put in to serve the people of the United States. Thank you so much, Charles. It was good to be with you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. Remember, you can also download all 80 plus episodes of Coin Week podcast for free from the iTunes store. For Coin Week, I'm editor Charles Morgan. Until next time, happy collecting.